You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Hello, Riverdale gang. Hi, gang. Welcome back to the Watch Along Critical Commentary Podcast, where we watch Riverdale, uh, recorded here on the unceded territories of the Musqueam, Squamish, and tsleil nations, where uh, Riverdale is largely recorded. Um, I'm Ryan. I'm Chloe. And we're here. We liked this episode. We peeped it. We peeped it. <laughs> uh, Low-hanging fruit, okay? It was good. <laughs> it was good. Uh, we're here with both the cats and a sleeping baby, as always. Yes. And, um, yeah, we just we just had a nice time eating breakfast and watching the show. What a satisfying just episode. Yeah. Where they just told a plot. And yeah. I didn't feel like I was hunting for clues or digging through muck or... Yeah. I also like that um, Riverdale is being very upfront about the fact that it's kind of just about sex. Yeah. Teen, like burgeoning sexuality. Yeah. And this this really teen high school romp, period. Um, I find it so interesting um, that... How much they are echoing season one. Yes. Directly and indirectly in how they're handling the, the, um, everything is, is, is brought down to fifties, um, uh, what's the word? Um, sensibilities. Yeah. And that makes it actually kind of age appropriate for the characters. Yeah, <laughs> like that's true. I've been re- I've been impressed with these lingering shots on on torsos, um, on abs and tummies and belly buttons, um, in how distinct that is from the pinup looks that Archie would strike in season one. Um, yeah, I um I I do want to acknowledge because we did have some feedback in earlier uh, in earlier seasons from a listener that it was sort of challenging to see uh for this mm-hmm. for this listener uh it was challenging that um some of the men in the show were treated just as cheesecake mm-hmm. and what i that was sort of in the back of my mind as i was watching this episode but mm-hmm. what i found very um powerful was the choice that betty and archie make towards the end of the episode yeah um and because i found it like very consensual which i thought was cool and um, very kind of empowering. And I didn't feel like anyone was cheesecake in that yes. situation. So that was cool. I thought, agreed, agreed. This episode um, balanced it so nicely and hung with the with uh, with the gaze of these uh, relatively inexperienced teen characters mm-hmm. and, and sat with their emotions, reactions, and processing yeah. far more than it sat with their bodies. Um, at yes. any point, yes. um, what was energizing and hilarious and empathetic to watch is the the nervousness in between these things, um, and yeah. then there are these sequences, these surreal sequences with Tony. Consistently, Tony is like surrounded by surreal aesthetic. She gets the the best experimental. Surreal? What do you mean? Um, whenever Cheryl watches her and Tony goes, oh, 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 oh. goes, yes, yes, yes. um, spe- special magic lit. 
and the only ju- only them in the world. Uh, but I'm also thinking of Tony's um, the 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 big cabaret number she opens t- season five ish mm. with. Uh, yes, when she was pregnant with baby Anthony. Oh yeah. Um, and yeah, th- there's been a number of sequences Tony has done that. Um, yeah, they take bold, creative choices, and yeah. I like it. They they consistently, yeah. Um, yeah, so each of these characters are kind of struggling with different branches of sexuality. Yeah. But it also doesn't feel, um, check the boxes. In there what is, sense? There is no, there is no, um, arbitrary balancing of, of genders or queers or, um, or oh, I see who's doing, there's no, uh, yeah, in, in balance comes an assumption of binary, uh, often, oh, and I got a real yeah. bouncing around of, uh, of internal perspective. We were, we're, we were with Cheryl, we're with, uh, Betty, we're with Archie, we're with Tony, um, and they're all focused both on their distinct position and plot and place in life and this inconvenient sexuality. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Um, even for the straight characters in this episode, sexuality is quite inconvenient, which I feel mm-hmm. like is a hallmark of the era. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the things that were really fun for me about this episode were um, just getting to sit with the characters making decisions about their lives that doesn't didn't necessarily um, have any effect on the big overarching like superhero um, cult. Uh, any of the big weird plots we've gotten, we just kind of got to watch these characters be characters, and I mm-hmm. thought that was really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that really worked for me. Well, also sneak, sneaking Evelyn ever never. Yeah, it was it was fun to see her again. <laughs> yes, good, really good recycling, y'all. Yeah. Um, and a private school down the road hinted at also exists in this fifties world. Yes. Another little little exciting nudge. What were they called? Stonewall. Stonewall. And uh, we were trying to figure out if there was a Stonewall <laughs> reference, but there wasn't. There's no Stonewall. No, no, just just same, just words. Um, it's all just words, words, it's words. All just words. Um, yeah, I think we should jump in. I yes. Um, one 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 more point I haven't touched on yet. Um, yeah. the the consistent presentation of communication and consent. Oh um, yeah. In, in an episode that's all about sexuality and, and pushes a lot of um, boundary. In a contemporary story, peeping through a window would come very different. Um, there is... Uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Um, I, I, I thought how they handled it with um, both Betty and Veronica being somewhat um, raunchy. And yeah. crossing some boundaries, but in that in that blindly stumbling into discovery kind of a way that yeah that I think a lot of stories 
Well, so, yeah. Well, something Perhaps. that I thought was interesting about, now that you bring that up, something I thought was interesting about that is we have seen men objectify women on this show already in this season. Yep. As, as very much part of the era. Yes. And... Pardon the siren, that's us, not yeah, you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and um, I do think that... Um, we haven't seen... Yeah, it was just interesting to see women be very much in era in the way they objectified men's bodies. Yeah, and, yeah, and, um, yeah in, a, in a heterosexual way. Because I think one of the things that's interesting about objectification just sort of as a thing mm-hmm. um, is that it implies that there is enough separation from the lived experience of the person you're attracted to to mm-hmm. not fully be able to engage with them mm-hmm. as, a, as a person. And I think that that's... Um, I'm, I'm talking about it in very sort of value-neutral language at the moment. I have mm-hmm. opinions about objectification. <laughs> we all do. Um, observing yeah. as we're doing this 50s period. Yeah, so I thought it was interesting. I think we see sort of the separation of the sexes more in a way because mm. of the way that bodies mm-hmm. are talked about by... Yes, yes. yes. The, yeah, the, the separation is layered yeah. in many ways that interesting. have been are not still walled off in a lot yeah. of in a lot of at least in my life I don't feel like I can't talk to girls. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um and once again we have the access to information in the like Archie's torso is a rare mysterious discovery. Yes. A a, a titillating appearance and Veronica's urgent discovery of access um also comes in a comes in a period a period of desperate for info desperate for visual desperate for access um humans and i think this season is is working in a nice thread of um consistently exploring a reality before information was available yeah, that's a that's a really good point. Um, mm-hmm. Not only I feel like I'm looking back into adolescence and going like, oh yeah, sex was a really big deal before I had it, and mm-hmm. I don't, or before I'd experienced it, and I I forget what that feels like. I can't really remember what that feels like. Yeah, and um, <clears throat> it's also I think I think we're it. I think we're the last generation that didn't have the internet as children. In the home. So far, I mean, let's... That's true. (laughs) I mean, who knows what's coming. (laughs) Can't speak to the future. Um, Yeah, uh, so far, certainly. And and I also forgot, I forget sometimes what that was like, too. Mm -hmm. Um, I love my encyclopedias. Like, the fact that, well, it was an enormous... I didn't realize this at the time, of course, being a kid. Looking back, it was an enormous investment on my parents' part. To buy an encyclopedia set for me. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah. And that, like, that's a that's um, that's something my grandparents did, um, volume by volume. Because oh, at the time, the really isolated area, everything was mail order and shipped in. We're talking, we're talking earliest of cars and dirt roads sure. in the far north. Um, so. Uh, Looking back on how that value sort of grew intergenerationally, my 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 maternal grandparents were 
uh, didn't didn't have disposable income. They were functionally crofters. They they ra- uh, ranched on a small bit of land, mm-hmm. um, and uh, but an encyclopedia was something they could slowly give that was offered by traveling salespeople at the time and on installment plans. Wow. Uh, it was it was education access for the kids because there was no library in this town mm-hmm. at the time. There was, in, in driving distance, there was no library. Um, and looking back at, like, my parents' budget at the time as 20-something uh, first-time parents, like, yeah, they bought a whole set for me. Oh, yeah, that's cool. That's It's interesting to look back and think about think about things like that and like what these characters that we're dealing with what access mm-hmm. to information they have for sure and contrastingly this morning noah was crawling around with your phone yes <laughs> all of human knowledge yeah in, the sum of human knowledge in, in a baby's hand, hand. <laughs> yeah it, it it's it only needs learning access truly why don't we jump in, Ryan? I'm pretty excited to watch it again. Yes, let's. All right. Everyone get your Netflix queued up. Please watch this show legally. Mm-hmm. Sure. Please watch this show legally. It's an op- If it's an option. It's not available in all countries. That's true. We've had downloads from, what, Yemen? Oh. What? Hi, Yemen. Shout out to Yemen. If they're still watching, it was a few years ago. <laughs> all right. Three, two, one, and... Ba-doom. And I'm just going to say they listen to us. Yes. And the, probably everyone. They listen to their own clip and have regrets, I can only assume. There's this weird stain on Jughead's shoulder of his long underwear that I was so distracted by. Interesting. From the first shot. Maybe <laughs> it's just a fold. It's a fold. Never mind, I'm seeing things. It would make sense for him to have slightly ratty clothing. I mean, that's actually a pretty good... Everything he wears is in pretty good shape for being an abandoned child living in a train car. It's true. Well, he did just have some help from his very brief um, entanglement with uh, Veronica. Um, This was fun. Brad Raybury? I mean, of all the little (laughs) silly names that this show has come up with, I think this one might be my favorite. It's pretty adorable. Um... Jughead's sharp indignance and moral assertions and strength, and then his absolute... Yeah, you made an error. Dumbassery? Yeah. Like, oof. You made an error. Jughead Jughead. is such a teenager this episode. Um, Frank well, is Uncle a Frank jerk. is terrible. What is? I mean, I don't know if this is sort of a commentary on the era where this constituted parenting, but yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. I have to say, this outfit and the aesthetic on this actor is really working for him <laughs> in this season. I have been struggling to figure, is that even the same actor? But of course, yes. It right. is. Yeah. It's just an enormous uh, mustache. A very difference. Tr- transformative look. Very transparent. Um, but an expression of type of toxic, awful masculinity and hierarchy? Yeah. Like, I'm... The way he um, sets Archie in his place, I am reminded of, like, a feudal lord setting their lessers yes. to the position. 
like... Yeah, I mean, this beginning stuff, I, it wouldn't, like, now that I'm a parent, it wouldn't, I wouldn't be what I would choose to do. But it's not mm-hmm. terrible to be like, listen, maybe you owe your mom, owe your mom an apology. And, like, listen, yes. your grades used to be good. If you're still invested in school, like, maybe bring them up again. Here we've yeah. got our first cheesecake. But I have to say, like, there's something about the way they've... Um, made KJ Appa's body look either whether it's an editing or it's the way that they're choosing to ask him to train mm-hmm. um it does it's not quite as cardboard cut out washboard abs as it always has been I want to bet that's lighting honestly yeah maybe um lighting him to not uh hit and shadow all the muscle definition yeah could, could easily um but, but is but a I choice think, yeah. is an intentional choice but i think that's interesting they're they're yeah. choosing to um now that he's an older older actor he's not old <laughs> but now that he is older than the age that he is playing whereas he was much closer to the age he was playing in season yes. one um they've chosen to light him differently i just think that's interesting mm-hmm. i i feel like that's um possibly an aesthetic choice on the show uh, in their handling their growth mm-hmm. in the handling of, of their, their cheesecake, their their super sexualization of their characters. Mm-hmm. I hope they've learned. Because um, that was the bit at the first time, right? Was, you know, proper Archie's a proper old thing, and you would never see sexy Archie, except on the internet. Our, our siren, not yours, gang. Yep. Um, except on the internet in illicit ways. Um, mm-hmm. So to have brand name sexy Archie was was the novelty way back when um and now we're cir- we're circling back um in what feels like kind of a full picture artistic discovery of um layers mm-hmm. and nuance yeah speaking of layers and nuance we've got this mm-hmm. very um of the era scene about how to... But, like, it's an interesting type of feminist discourse we've got going here. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got, like, here are the ways to entice men, but here are also the ways to make yourself feel good. Yeah. It's just an interesting... It's very of the era, and I appreciate when... I think so far this show is finding a really good balance between, like, here's what the era was like... But there's some things in this era that we're just not going to do. Yes. And I, I, th- I'm, I think that's a challenging balance. And maybe they'll wiggle on that. But so far, I've been happy with it. Well, they've they've stayed quite anchored to um, referential uh, info sources. And they've given us um, some free space from the worst of the bigotry of the area. Mm-hmm. Which I think is entirely possible to occur. In 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 a young person's life, um, more likely we're going to get Uncle Fred and Hal popping in on the gaze too, in some capacity. Oh, that would be you know the no. reality, <laughs> but we're not going there and or treating that with that lens. In we're dealing with Archie and Betty are getting that that subplot of the of sure. the many romances, yeah. um, and I think that's a tactful a tactful arrangement. Sure. Um, as well. Uh, showing yeah, different struggles mean different things to di- for different characters here. Truly. Um, Tony casually being the first black cheerleader. Yeah. 
Um, oh, yeah. Also, we're like, what's this evil council of evil going to do with Uncle Frank? No trust. No trust for Uncle Frank. Yeah. Hello, These Tony. vintage pom-poms, chef's kiss. Fantastic. Way prefer them to the modern ones, I have to say. Also, this gym strip, while I think is incredibly silly, is totally a look. Gym strip? Yeah, this mm. this like yellow mm. pleated shirt and these these shorts are their gym strip, Ryan. Uh, <laughs> I know. Yeah, it, that's took classy. Me a, it took me a couple of episodes too. That's, I mean, that's like just everyone having matching clothes is pretty sounds seems pretty bougie to me. Yeah, I mean this. But, I mean it's also like they also look feminine and nice. Like it's yeah. silly. Like it's yeah. silly, but it's a great look. Yes, and it's it's something that could couldn't exist in the era. Right. It's it's a lovely aesthetic homage, showing us the best of. Then we're surreal. Then I see now mm-hmm. what you meant when you were talking about surreal. Yeah, yeah. The lighting pops, and she gets lit like a dancer briefly. Yeah. And it's, but it's, like, there's a bit of, like, bottom shaking and a lot of eye smolder, but it's, I wouldn't say it's particularly gratuitous. I would say it's, it's far less sexualized than any of the dances the Vixens performed at any previous point. But it is still, it is the level of sexy that Cheryl in this time is at. Sure. Um, And it's, it's, it's not... Sexy sex sex sex. It's attraction, attraction, attraction. Yeah. Which is something I feel like we're giving queer teens in television shows a little more permission to do. Yeah. Which is nice. Hello, Heartstopper. The slow, slow um, nuancing of sexuality and romance as very broad, separate experiences that often overlap, mm-hmm. um, but have completely different components and and ingredients. Yeah. Featherhead. So, yep. Yeah. Evil coach. Also, um, repeated mention of bringing basketball back. D- an- another little era period blip that I think is um, maybe meant to shake us up and shake oh, up our norms the, and they, expectations. They mean the Korean War, though. Yes. Yes. Do they? Um, the Korean War. I think so. Yeah, Vietnam was. was well, yeah, after no, this. and the second. Yes, 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 yeah, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, I didn't realize that thing. You know, I didn't think about how school sports would be stopped yeah. by the war. Um, yeah. You know, I've read I've read a couple of set during World War Two um, school era stories, like a separate piece, and I. Um, Sorry, I'm distracted by this wonderful vintage chocolate box they've got going. Carry on. Important detail to mm-hmm. point out. Um, <laughs> it's n- I didn't realize the scale of, of disruption of, of society every day during the Korean War. Um, if something like school sports is suddenly removed, and it's because you've removed all of the teen, teen boys, basically... Yeah, or everyone's I mean, also in all of the, junior cadet training. Like male teachers and anyone who'd be coaching the boys' team at any rate. Yeah. Yep. That's just not an aspect of of war that I've that I considered. Yeah. Um, or it's something I consider only in the most extreme cases. 
Yeah, I don't know how much of the Korean, like, I don't know to the extent to which the Korean War took men out of civilian life. Do you mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but I would imagine it was more impactful slightly because there had been a high loss of men in mm-hmm. the Second mm-hmm. World War, which was not, it, relatively recently. Right. Not a lot of recovery time. Yeah. There. Humans have a slow reproduction replacement rate. For a split second, I thought he was going to see Veronica to apologize. And he was going to walk in on the two of them, but then this man's face appeared at the door, and I was like, this is not the yeah. plot I was expecting. Well, let's be moment. real, he doesn't know what he did wrong. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's, it's something that Jughead seems to be doing twice. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jughead, what you doing, pal? I just love this character. I had, I've identified with this character so much. Although maybe not when he was a gang lord, <laughs> but... <laughs> For a moment, I thought you were talking about um, Rayburn, Brad Rayberry. I, I guess so. I, I, identifying with the old hermit being harassed by teenagers in your house. It hasn't started yet. One day, I'm sure, hopefully, I'll be famous enough. That's the dream? <laughs> That's a joke. <laughs> that is a joke. <sighs> um, One day, imagine? I will be well-known enough to be bothered. <laughs> That's not true. Yes. So just re- walking up to a favorite author's home and knocking mm-hmm. on the door right like we're skipping a lot of steps of getting this address because that's an apartment yeah how did he get in like what's going how on how far have you driven does brad rayberry live in riverdale hi evelyn i i accept the homophobic judgment from her character and her character only because she is so well positioned to be um toppled from her position at the top of the pyramid. Uh, sure, yeah. Uh, it's also interesting they name how um, often when people are not prejudiced in one way, they are often prejudiced mm. in another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The um, assumption that it's... The assumption that because you understand that one prejudice is wrong, you understand that all prejudices mm. are wrong is, as we've discovered, mm. an incorrect assumption. It's not because she's black. It's because she's a lesbian. Yeah. Woof. Although... I do find it sort of, I don't know. I'm distracted by mm, Evelyn's mm. dress, which I think is really charming. Fair. Um, also good collar on, oh, Lizzo. on Lizzo. Good earrings and good collar on Lizzo. Quietly acknowledging and including and mentioning the intersectionality of, intersectionality of that. Um, in that, Tony is already a marginalized presence. Mm-hmm. Uh, the double marginalized is like, if one bias doesn't get you, the other one's probably there. Yeah. Um, they're not, so. um, they're not milking it, but sure. they're letting it be part of the, the, the truth of the world in a way that I'm, I'm appreciating. Sure. Also, I loved that little moment where she sort of acknowledges like different aims that, uh, equity and liberation might have there. Like, it may not matter mm-hmm. to you that I'm the mm-hmm. first black cheerleader on my high school's cheerleading team, but it matters to me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I thought that was, I thought that was a nice way to manage what is meaningful to different people in, in mm. our pursuit of a more just world. <laughs> Intermovement, critique, and, and debate. Yeah. Um, so, removing his car, are, 
this is the like although there is yellow flag goes red there's an episode in season one where he doesn't have a car and he he and veronica walk to school remember that there is i forget why his car is taken from him but he gets grounded maybe he gets something happens it was i don't feel like this archie has earned this punishment yet but i guess are we still taking the cheryl thing so so serious I, mean, I guess he was almost married. He, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I yeah, I guess oh I'm, I'm I'm just, over it. <laughs> I'm just thinking. I can't. I don't think anyone I know in high school got married in high school. I think there were a mm. couple people who got engaged pretty soon after. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember anyone getting married. Did that? Mm, pregnant. Yeah. Engaged. Not married. Yeah. Um, yeah, getting married underage isn't a thing that I've ever encountered in my region. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, I, me neither. Oh, I don't know what Canada's laws are about that. I, I, I read a, I've been reading a lot about um, America's loose uh, child marriage laws. Yeah. Ooh. And, oh, loose. Yikes. Um, Great outfit on Betty. I need to research what our parallels are. Yeah. But anyway... Um, I do know that, oh man, this is going to be a huge tangent. Let's stick with, <laughs> let's stick with Riverdale. <laughs> let's stay in the 50s where it's safe. I love that he's so jazzed to take her to the movies. Like, it's very sweet. I was ready for him to not get that she was asking him for a date, but they went yeah. a completely different direction. And I liked it. Just, just the circumstances of Uncle Frank right now. Trip for biscuits. That is not an expression that I know. That is what I googled from this episode. Oh, it, 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 <laughs> what does it mean? I don't. Uh, a fool's errand. A oh, wild goose chase. Uh, um, a doomed voyage. A trip for biscuits. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna start using that probably. <laughs> I. Oh, Betty, it's not an excuse. Thanks, Veronica, for naming that. It might be not an excuse. Could be truth. He seemed pretty puppy dog authentic and sad. Yeah. A um, couple of good time boys. We were expecting to see Brett again, but yeah, we did not yeah. see Brett. Get get your money, Sean Deppner. Yeah. But they've... We in, adore in, private school The boys. school's back. Listen. The school's back. We have a school. We do have a school. And a school producing two good time boys can produce more. Oh, it's a little making sure we know that Fangs is still a character moment. Yep. Fangs gets a, a stunt and a spot and a few seconds of screen time to justify. I, he's not, I, I, I don't know now if he's, I think he's a, a regular, not a. I really I, don't know. Mm. Yeah. Cast, cast status is so weird and arbitrary. How there's, these there's like very hard lines and it really affects what you're paid. Of how many seconds you are on screen, how many lines you have. Um, I knew it. Yeah, mind your business, girl. Yeah. Also, you were Gaga for girls. Mm-hmm. Um. Are you into her, Evelyn? I feel like this is such a power move, telling someone off in your towel. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um... A, a, yeah, a context which is often used to highlight vulnerability, the locker room shot. Yes. Homeroom of horrors. 
And then Jughead successfully negotiates a residuals deal? Yeah, I, I, yeah. His boss is very open to de-escalation. And spontaneous commitments? Yeah, ugh, these 50 suits. Ugh, yeah. And the cardigan. This banter. These I, businessmen. <laughs> I need to get myself a sweater vest. Yes, do I you have a suit, Chloe? Do I have a suit? Yeah. Uh, no. Well, a suit, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. I have a Star Wars suit Sw- that I don't think fits me anymore. A sweater vest could go with a suit. It's true. I love a sweater vest. Mm. Anyway. Um, <laughs> and Jughead negotiates a residuals deal. And also a con- a writing an ad- writing an adaptation contract. Jughead does I mean, a lot with very little. I understand his motivation. I once won runner-up to a prize, a short story prize, mm-hmm. and they put my name in the publication without runner-up underneath, and I was mm-hmm. right next to Joyce Carol Oates, and it just looked like <laughs> I was a, a normal, important, published writer, and it was the best gift they could have given me. It was so amazing. And uh, I understand Jughead's incentive to be like, I just want my name next to this important writer's name mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's important to me like i under mm-hmm. like i think he is a genuine fanboy but yeah. i also think he's like i know how to get ahead and i respect <laughs> yeah 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 absolutely it's a little underhanded but i respect it well then it goes better than he could wildly dream and then he messes it up so badly so like what are you foolishly doing for, just, i can what are you doing maybe we're hearkening again to the um lack of information our motorcycle not yours yep um because i read a lot of free trashy fan fiction on my phone Mm. and i am a serial pulp reader and when i was a kid i struggled to wait for a book to come out right um and i could see in a world where with no access to new books how the offer of a new novel by your favorite author sitting there could be intoxicating. That's true. Like I if didn't J.K. Get Rowling, who the late J.K. Rowling had invited me to her apartment when I was 14 years old mm-hmm. and just had the new copy of the new manuscript of the new Harry Potter book lying around, I too would be tempted. Mm-hmm. If um, I mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Terrible example because um, it is a tragic experience for me now to mention this woman's name, but we're here. If Charles Dickens was alive he probably w- was a bit of a dick too. But. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't find anything. He just wrote on the fly. <laughs> that fell apart Charles, mid. Yeah, Charles Dickens is a wonderful writer. I've, yeah, I've but won- he's a serialist. A serialist. It's so <laughs> plebeian. I don't know what's I'm doing next week. All the characters. Uh, bouncing eras. Okay, uh, so Archie has secret skill and Archie's grief. Um, actually, Archie's grief is getting the attention that I that um. I want grief to get yeah. in in TV, like yeah. ever present, subtly influencing, and multifaceted and multi-staged. This is so interesting. This the way this episode was paced. I was like, oh, are we in the last ten minutes of the episode? And we are. Mm. We're we're in. We're halfsies. And I just thought this little montage was, it's not much of a montage, but mm-hmm. this. The sequence seemed to be wrapping yeah. us up. Um, yeah, it, it felt like, I, um, there's a density of, 
it felt like that was an episode. Mm-hmm. And this could be another episode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as far as the plot breaks. Imagine someone else getting a job for you. Ugh. After volunteering you I'm actually, to be a water boy. So I really wanted to have a job when I was a teenager. And my parents were like, no, you should focus on school. And that was like awesome and wonderful of them. And I look back on that fondly. But at the time mm-hmm. I was like, no, I want someone to get me a job. So <laughs> I actually say that with a little bit of envy. <laughs> oh, I just see like, oh boy, someone else taking liberties with my time. Yeah, I mean, but you're maybe right. maybe that's just me being farther and farther from childhood because parents take a lot of liberties with their kids' time. Yeah. I guess that that's true. Do a lot of scheduling for them. I thought it was really cool that we have an out lesbian in the fifties. Mm-hmm, or, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. sorry, uh, Tony's character is bisexual. We have an mm-hmm. out bisexual person in the fifties. I think mm-hmm. that's awesome. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Tony, I think you need to acknowledge that it is unusual. We don't get babies to run before they walk. Like, it's mm. sh- like the, well, let Cheryl have the baby steps. You know, it's okay. Given that it was probably pretty impossible not to date closet cases in this period, I have more leeway. I, I guess what I mean is that I You're, feel like Tony is placing a certain amount of pressure on Cheryl mm, not mm-hmm, to be mm-hmm. closeted. Yes. But I guess that's not true, actually. She's not insisting on that. She's just like, I want you to not speak for me, and I want you to admit that you like me, because I know that you like me. Yes. Also, not that's regurgitating hate point. speech would be nice. But, um, yeah, she's, she's as forward as a fantasy. She is um, unrealistically helpful and present and and encouraging to Cheryl in ways as well. Yes, that's um, true. Like there's that's and so I, I do I'm want feeling, more of that. I'm feeling differently our siren not yours. Um I am feeling differently about this scene now. I well, think you're right. Um the show Sex Education um dealt uh with with this in a contemporary light recently with um out kid dating closeted kid. Mm. And they 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 covered some good some good territory, um, I thought, around um, you know the sometimes you're just not in the same place in life. That's true. Jughead, yeah. you fool, and that's okay, and that's okay. normal, and adults experience that too. And sometimes, and oftentimes, it's not. You know, you can't hide yourself if you've already gone out. It's yeah. You might not be in sync. I'm more forgiving of that conflict in the fifties. Sure. Yeah. But I like that we're reiterating in period. I also should say the official stance of the Riverdale Gang podcast um, is that come out in your own time. We're not trying to suggest (laughs) anything other than that. Um, Commenting on the politics of shows that have things to say about when to come out. Yeah. I remember Glee dealing with an outing plot like 10 some years ago. It was so dramatic. Was it? It was so dramatic, messy dramatic. Huh. Santana Lopez saying angry at L. I don't know any yeah. of these references, yeah. but I'm sure people listening will. <laughs> We've gotten a lot better at our nuance of emotion in in our time since. Yeah. A lot, a lot better. Um, I was also thinking of Glee when I talked about the balancing. Um, there's no, like... Here's the lesbian couple, here's the gay couple. Even though, I guess, yes, there is. But they're not framing it in quite yeah. such a, 
scene to scene, back to back, side to side way. Here's our lead straights and our side gays and our side lesbians. Yeah, I was feel very like... much how Glee felt at times. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I feel like these are our lead lesbians. Yes, but our gays were last time, or two times ago, or in someone's B plot, and th- I'd say their B plot here. I feel like Archie and Archie and Betty are A plotting, but mm-hmm. actually, mm, it's close. It's close. Yeah, this is an A-plot from yeah. what I can tell. Well, we'll see how the season goes, but... Mm-hmm. By time and focus, yeah. Yeah, we're progressing... You know, I think you're right. We're progressing these plots with equal temerity. And doing two or three characters uh, an episode. Yeah, that's true. Well, that said, I'm waiting for Tony to be a centralized figure. Who yeah. isn't just teaching other people great wisdom... Yes. Let's get her back in the center. Ugh, these great old cars. Archie missing his great old car. Mm-hmm. Jason Lawson being a jerk. No, other... This is all, like, there's some interesting classism in this, because we never really deal with the fact that Archie, like, obviously mm-hmm. it's like the Blossoms are the richest, but we never really... I don't know. I just think I, I like this moment where you like would have to go to school with someone who's like whose car you have to service and how mm-hmm. there's that mm-hmm. imbalance. I love this dress on Veronica. We don't really get a much of it, but it's I love the fabric and the cut. She's out for date night with these two hapless boys they found by the side of the road. Yeah, I guess so. On the way to prep school. They were dressed right, so they picked him up. Good time, boys. <laughs> oh, did you catch that? Uh, the, the glance at Archie? No, no. One of them says, and the quill and skull. Yes, yes, and the, and other the one quill goes, and skull. Like, like, shh. Yes, yes. We don't yes. talk about that. We're going to circle back to that, maybe? We are, that? we are in the era where the secret society belongs. That's true. <laughs> Except it's an all-boys school now. That's oh, true. It wasn't an all-boys school na- last time, was it? No. No, that was Glee again. <laughs> Just me having the flashbacks. Uh, thank you, Pops. Yeah. Dad's him a little. Ground us, Pops. Once again, lovely local actor. Happy to see him get his paycheck. Yeah. Honest to gosh, was. Mm. There's the supports in the village and community you need. It's good. That was a weird cut. That It's a weird shot. As we fish eye on Jughead in his sleep. Yeah. This this trailer thing that he lives in is just just weird. It's a bit... I, I love it as a choice. I, I, I'm delighted by the, the silly, silly boxcar kid Jughead. Yeah. Another, another lovely throwback children's series I enjoyed. I think they're trying to make it look warm in this cold Vancouver... Shot. <laughs> they do look pretty chilled, don't they? Yeah. Um, yeah, this that has Vancouver after they winter lost vibes. Their cherries, I might add. Cherries. I love that. I never experienced this, but I think there is sort of an adolescent quality to like. Well, they only died after they got laid. You know, it's a very <laughs> fun choice for Veronica. Yeah, the priorities and focus. It, it, it's a great exchange. Yeah. Um, horny Veronica and horny Betty. Being 
socially horny together. Yeah, it's cute. Is a delight. It's very, it's very teenage girl. This mm-hmm. is what I remember from being an AFAB teenager. <laughs> this I'm, sort of thing. I'm loving the contrast of this as well. Um, next to Tony and Cheryl romance. Yeah. Um, there's all these different ways to be kind of horny together. Some of it's super romantic. Some of it's these two being great friends. Yeah. Being peep friends. They are peep friending together. Oh my goodness. There doesn't seem... Is there repercussions from this fight? Are there repercussions from... The cat is very close to the Mike Riverdale gang, which is gonna... Yeah, meow. I I assumed Mary coming here was a repercussion. Oh right. And then right, they have right. then she has a great conversation with Archie. Um but that seemed to be it? That's right. Yeah. I remember now. Um I can only assume this is more material for Featherhead's evil League of Eagle. Yeah. But um I don't think we see punishment. But we see we see Mary Andrews stepping up and once again making the active choice to not be what is foisted upon her by society in this expectational moment. Back off, Frank. I'm his mother. I'll take this round. Great outfit on her. Truly excellent. We never really get to see Mary change, but she does change suddenly during scenes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> meow, meow. Right, Tazzy? Meow, meow. Tony Topaz on top. Ah, yes. The... A uh, time-honored tradition of casting your significant other as the lead in something. <laughs> <laughs> I see you, Cheryl. I'm sorry about the cat there, Riverdale gang. Just an act participant. Yeah. No one liked you anyway, Evelyn. Sorry. Have you seen my sister, Evelyn? Yeah. What's she gonna do about it? What you gonna do about it? Because we do have a ticking time bomb here. In the proximity of our two lovers it's true um again great outfit on mary Some nice little curl love the way her hair has been done the great sweet mom and son times yeah, i i loves it the fashion in this episode oh, the fashion in this episode i just love it basketball was something i did together with dad as we've subtly slowly hinted yeah you're right they do um they do make an effort to do a bit of grief processing for, um, uh, my cat is being an absolute nightmare right now, Riverdale gang. Sorry. Um, do a bit of grief processing for Archie in this episode. And that is nice. Mm -hmm. I've liked how this handle show has handled grief. Um, I think it's, it's a, it's a strength that they have built upon and used while here. Yeah. I liked it. And I, I like KJ Apa's performance of grief as a young person consistently. Yeah. Um, it's nice to, I guess, revisit that strength with a different death. Because it is, it, it's the dad, but it, it's very different death. Um, yeah, that's true. And a very different time to be single. So, I'm yeah. just sorry. I just noticed the wallpaper and got really distracted. Yeah, Wallpaper's Jughead, coming what back did in. you expect from this? What could you have possibly expected? Um, 
Sorry, buddy, but it's awesome and I loved it. Yeah. I, yeah, I just, you stole my manuscript. Like, that is the only mm-hmm, appropriate mm-hmm. response to what is going on Get here. out of my house. Is this, by the way, I think this is the set that either Jughead lived in with Tabitha... I, or Jughead's apartment when we're back to the future, future, future. I yes, yes. I it looks familiar. I I agree. It's it's certainly lit the same and looks similar enough. Yeah. So they, that they probably did just recycle the generic apartment. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't clock Tony checking to see if anyone was there mm, before. Survival skills. Yeah. Got the good, good survival skills. Because I was worried when this scene started, I was worried we were going to get a moment like the moment we mm-hmm. get later with Betty and Archie. Cheryl's face. Very, I know, it's very sweet. I just, Matt, Madeline Petch is doing a great, like, yeah, uh, yeah. I very accept this fantasy like, happening yeah. to me. <laughs> Fabulously backlit. Maybe one of my favorite Cheryl reactions ever. Very, um, very sweet. Aww. They use the tension. They then Tony looks around, and we feel a little hint of worry. They mm. keep the tension, just a touch between these scenes. Yeah, and that's then we true. pop. Then we 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 pop it off. We're built. It's like there are multiple building beats through the episode. Like someone plotted. Oh my it. goodness! Yes. <laughs> uh... This is so hilariously filthy. Hilariously it is. period it's innocent so... filthy. Um, <laughs> just the cracking up that must be done by the actor who, um, uh, has to do the undressing. Like here, we're just going to, I don't know, like it must be a funny experience. Um, <laughs> great best on dress on Betty. Um, peeping patties. Oh my God. Um, what was I going to say? I was going to say and then something closed the windows. about the smush. About I don't know. It's gone. Sorry. The dress. No. The intimacy. But this collar on Betty is just so fabulous. <laughs> I really wish they had drawn out the window peeping um, for a couple of more episodes. I'm disappointed that it was interrupted by the father figure so early. But would have been a fabulous slow burn. Um, Arguably, we begin in that, in season one, episode one. That's true. Right? Yeah. This is... We've, we've, we lived in that tension a little bit. That's true. Um, I'm excited. The fact that they did it well and then spent it. Keep up the good work. I'm excited where this conflicted Romeo and Juliet goes. Um, also, there should be no reason for these two not to be a good match. Yeah. They are from similar backgrounds. Really? But actually on economic and maybe even parental lived experience ways? I don't know. No one's descended from barons. I... The shocking, plain-faced and sweet... Um, bluntness of this conversation, yeah, is so fantastic. It and it feels real. Like I don't like I, I yeah. don't remember this exact conversation, obviously from my youth, but like the tone just felt really familiar. 
Yes. Yes. It's all... Like, this feel, This reminds me of, flirt. like, when... Do you remember that period on MSN Messenger where you could have a camera <laughs> and it was terrible, but you could still kind of see the other person? <laughs> yes. And I remember watching... I never had one, Little but I remember... squares. Yeah, but I remember watching a friend of mine talk to someone who she was really into. And, you know, she could see her own pixelated face going back and forth and his mm. pixelated face going back and forth. And it... It had just a little frisson, you know, and mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. has the same feel. Yes, but with a little sexting. Yeah, this Amping is the sexting of the 50s, truly. <laughs> you can sext with the person whose window is facing yours only. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you have limited options. I also, one thing I will say, I don't really buy that these two sets of parents in the 50s would, wouldn't have been like, oh, our teenage children have windows facing each other. That could be an issue, Clutch Pearls. You know what mm. I mean? I'm That is something I'm noticing is a little hole, <laughs> but I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. It's a long-standing oversight. Yes. That's what, fine. What are you going to do? Give Archie the master speech? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Just sort of say, close your blinds, and then... This is a different teacher than the... The cool English teacher? The cool... I think. Wait, is this the cool English teacher? I, let's cut... We need to cut back your face. I think this is the cool English teacher. I'm thinking mm. of the fun um, receptionist. Ms. Bell. Who, yeah, Ms. Ms. Bell. Ms. Bell. Who was like, oh, yes. you're going to teach it? I don't know. Yep. The English teacher who was cautiously willing to approach concepts like segregation and... Yeah. Uh... But is yes, ready to rat her kid out. Your student is a published author. Ma'am, yeah. please, it's true. Like, to buy be fair, him a pizza. <laughs> buy him a pizza. Buy him a burger. He loves them. <laughs> to be fair, I do think it is more important to talk about segregation than it is to, like, yes. celebrate your sci-fi. white male student get, writing a sci-fi comic. But still, yes. like, come on. Um, this, this bashfulness and the predate jitters. Also, just, just such good weight to teenagerizing them in the... Yeah, they're fixing their hair. In the business, in the pace of what they do. This is really sweet. Like, I just thought this scene was so, so, so sweet. This is such a level up on their intimacy. Um, and performance of, of connection and intimacy. Really, it's... It's a strip tease at a distance. That it is hot. It's super hot. Um, yeah, and they they're little MSN blocks of glowing glowing blurb. Yeah, and I think I think one of the things that is so charmingly adolescent about this is that like you do there is there is this. I don't know. There's, I just, I thought this scene was really, I don't really know what to say, to be honest. I just thought this scene Mm -hmm. was really, really adorable. Mm Mm-hmm. It's really sweet, and it carries us with the emotion. It owns and commits to and presents the sexuality without sexualizing or titillating us. Like, I don't feel, I feel romantic erotic tension. Yeah. Not... Horny, sexy tension. Sure. Betty feels horny, sexy tension. Yes. And we're seeing that and sympathizing wonderfully. Yeah. And it's so funny. When we watched this the first time, we just were like, 
gosh, I hope, I think I said maybe, gosh, I hope they have locks on their door because I really wasn't expecting this horrible moment at the end. Yep. Um, just as we're about to cross lines. And to be synchronized timing. What in God's name are you doing? How do we, how do we recover from this? We don't. Wearing lingerie, no. staring at a boy oh, out of our bedroom no. window. We is, don't. Is, There's no 50s recovery. Please, Hal needs to die. Please tell me that Betty's not to get about to get shipped off to the sister <laughs> quiet mercy. I don't want that for her. Oh, no. You're right. Oh. I don't want that. And Archie's definitely going to be bullied by his uncle again. Yeah. <sighs> Oh, next episode's going to be... I think we're going to be annoyed next episode. Escalating tension. (laughs) Good annoyed. Oh, well. Intentionally annoyed. Drawn along this emotional journey. (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. Well, Riverdale gang, that was just a good, solid, straightforward episode of Riverdale. I'm excited to do it again next week. Yes, we're in the stream with you all. See you next week, gang. See you next week.